yesterday, I was talking about how people oftentimes, because of depression or laziness or or excuses, that that's the reason why that people don't finish things. And today, I want to discuss another reason, a major reason, maybe one of the biggest players of all. You see, I remember when I was a kid, my friend and I, we chose to go to study at a Shaolin Kempo studio, and we signed up together, and we were, and we had made the decision that we were going to do the whole thing from beginning to end, and we were both going to come out being black belts in Shaolin Kempo, and we had started that whole process, and we got a few belts in, and we got an another couple belts in and then we got to this level where everything from the kids classes are gone and we enter into the advanced portion of this belt next belt and then then on it's advanced and I will tell you the tests that they did for the belt even for us kids was pretty intense They'd be in your face, screaming and yelling, and they'd put you on the spot. They'd put you in the hot seat. You'd be doing full force, full contact, sparring. It was intense. And I and I respect and I realize the reason why they were doing it is so that kids would be able to think on their feet and would be able to remember what they were taught. Because when you've got somebody in the moment and they're screaming and yelling in your face and it's an intense situation you could forget things. And this was a way to really truly know if a child had had practiced and learned their stuff. It was just intense. And we both got to that line where everything going forward is going to be advanced and it was going to be a lot more difficult. And unfortunately, we both quit. We stopped going. We stopped going out of fear is one of the greatest drivers of all that prevent people from doing things, from making decisions, from going after their goals or their passions or things like that. It's the reason why people quit. And people can be afraid of many things. They can be afraid of what other people think, of the opinion of others of disappointing members of their family or their friends. It could be fear of failure. You're afraid that if you were to do this thing, if you were to get started in doing something, that what if it doesn't work out? What if you fail? Could be both. What if I fail and I let people down? Here's another one. What if people are afraid of success? What if you're afraid of getting started and it works out? And and then what if it's just too much? What if what if the success of whatever it is that you want, it just could be too much for you to handle? That, that could be a possibility. And then there's fear of failure, obviously. You're afraid that it's not going to work out. You're going to do it and it's not going to be a success. These are all valid reasons. You cannot tell somebody that their fears are invalid. Of course, 
your fears can be justified. You could have people in your life that are just not supportive. You could have negative people in your life. Negative people come in the form of family members as well, not just friends. Some of your closest family members could be one of your most negative, pessimistic, and unmotivating people in your life. But I guess we have to come to the point where we make a decision that who cares what other people think? Who cares what other people's opinions are? There may be times in our lives where we have to sit down and have a conversation with our own mothers, our own fathers, our own aunts or uncles or whoever it is of that family member that is the roadblock, is that mental roadblock. Because, of course, they're not ever going to physically stand in your way. They're not ever, I would hope not, although that could possibly happen in some people's lives. I don't know. But it's a mental roadblock in most situations where you know, knowing this person, whomever it may be, you know them so well that you just know how they're going to react. And maybe they just come right out and say it. They're the naysayers. And there are none more powerful than those that are closest to you and those that love you. There's none more powerful than those that are the most important people in your life who are not supporting of your goals and your dreams but it is your life it is your life they cannot live it for you and someday they will be gone and you will still be here I would hope but one day they'll be gone and you'll still be kicking and you'll and then you'll be left holding an empty sack wishing that you would have taken that chance taken that plunge I don't know if you're familiar with who Les Brown is. He is a motivational speaker. He speaks to people and businesses and such. But he did this great presentation where he spoke about how you were on, imagine you were old and you're sitting on your deathbed, you're in the hospital. And then surrounding you in your bed are all of your dreams and all of your goals and all of your talents and all of your aspirations. They're all standing around your bed. All of the things that you never did. And you're on your deathbed. And they start pointing at you and they say, You didn't use us. You didn't live up to your potential. You let us die. And now we're all going to be leaving with you forever. All the things that you never did. And it was he said it much more eloquently and poetically than I did, and this was a severe paraphrasing. But it's true. What are all of those things, all of those talents that you have that you didn't use? Or what if there's all these talents that you have that you didn't even know that you had? What better way to uncover whatever your hidden talents are, those things that you didn't know that you had when, when you're not doing anything? I tell you, if you were to have a goal and you were to go after it and it just doesn't work out, but what if you end up uncovering something else? Sometimes it takes a process of elimination and of trying and of failing and of trying and of failing and sometimes it just takes that process for us to uncover what it is that we're supposed to do. 
what our talents are. We all have some sort of a talent, something hidden away that we don't know. It's there. We all have it. Maybe you're just good at public speaking, but maybe you've just not had that opportunity to do a whole lot of speaking publicly, and you never know. What if you have a hidden talent of being on the radio, and you just you've just never done it before, so you wouldn't know? You know, whatever that hidden talent is, maybe you're an amazing cook. Maybe you've just not ever had any real culinary training. And it's never been something that you've pursued or thought about. You just sort of make things for yourself and around your home and for your friends and stuff. And maybe it's one of those things where you keep hearing it like, oh, this is so good. What is this recipe? I need you to make this five more times. You know what? That happens. Well... What does that mean? Just because you don't have any culinary training, that doesn't mean you might not just have this knack for putting things together and making things delicious, being a good cook, a good chef. It happens. Maybe you're good at reading people. Maybe you're good at understanding people. Maybe you're funny. Maybe you're that person that just makes all your friends laugh. Maybe you were one of those kids in school where you were constantly making kids laugh and you were the class clown. Growing up and you were just a funny guy. Did you ever think of going to the improv? Did you ever think about getting on stage and just trying to do it in front of people? And trust me, you're going to learn quick if you're not good at it. Because when you suck in comedy, you are going to suck hard. There's nothing like getting on stage and bombing in front of a crowd of people. Because when you're not funny, it is just hot air. But don't let that stop you. If you're that type of person that just was always making people laugh and people just seem to think you're funny, well, then maybe you're onto something that you won't know unless you just give it a try. What have you got to lose? What do you have to lose? Maybe a little self-esteem. Maybe a little embarrassment. If it doesn't work out. Maybe you just have to worry about embarrassing yourself a little bit. Taking a chance. You take a chance at that. When you do anything, you take a chance at making yourself look bad. or You run the risk of judgment of others. People will judge you. People will have their opinions. People will say what it is that they want to say. People will hear what your dreams and thoughts and ideas are, and they will give you reasons why they think it's a bad idea. But who gives a crap? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. We got one life to live, and it's a short life. It all goes oh so quickly. And those people and those naysayers who were talking you out of it, eventually they will be gone. Or maybe your naysayers are people who are your friends. Maybe they're going to be your friends for your whole life. Are they pursuing their own dreams and goals? If they're the type of people that are talking you out of yours, then I'm going to guess that they're not taking care of their own either. Because people 
who are passionate about following their goals and their dreams, despite what other people say, are not in the habit of talking badly about others' goals and dreams. Some people, this was something that Jim Carrey had said, he said this at a speech at a, at a school, he had said that some people choose fear disguised as practicality. That what they want feels so out of reach and so impossible to achieve that they just ignore it and they don't do it. What they're doing is they're choosing fear. And they're wrapping it in this little bubble wrap that says, I'm just making the practical decision. I'm just choosing the most practical thing, the safest thing, because all these other ideas that I have, they're they're just not realistic. I'm not ever really going to be able to do that, so I'm just going to go work this 9 to 5 over here, and I'm going to get paid $19 an hour, and I'm going to do this for the next 20 years of my life, and I'm just going to go to this office, and I'm going to just punch this time clock, and I'm just going to do these things, because why take a chance? A story that Jim Carrey had also mentioned was about his, his father... He'd spoke about this publicly that, you know, that his job, I'm I'm sorry, rather his father, (laughs) that he had a talent in music. And he knew that if he, and they were living in Canada, and he knew that if he was going to make the move and make this a thing, that eventually he was going to have to move to the United States in order to take that plunge and make that move and be successful. He knew at the time moving to the United States was the way to go. And he had a family, and he made the decision, the practical decision, that he was just going to get a job as an accountant. And that's what he did. And then somewhere around the age 50, he was let go from that job. He was let go from that job that he chose as the safe path, and it ended up not working out. And the point that Jim Carrey makes is, you know, failing sucks, but when you fail at what you don't really want, that kicks you a lot harder. When you're just taking that safe path, when you're just taking that quote-unquote practical path, when you are just compromising on your own life and your own dreams, and then you fail that is the worst kick in the pants of all. You know, I myself had found a a situation that I could relate to where, you know, I was between jobs. I had made a decision to leave the job where I had been at for eight years. I felt very comfortable there. And I'd made the decision that I had a degree and all these things that I wasn't utilizing. And I knew what it is that I wanted to do. And I saw an opening and there was a job. And I went after it. And I pursued it. I actively, for the first time in my life, I had seen something that I wanted. And I pursued it heavily. And it worked out. I ended up getting this other job. Something that I was very excited and passionate about. It was something more up my alley. It was closer to what you know, what I had studied wasn't exactly the same thing, but it was a foot in the door, and it was going that right direction. Unfortunately, it was a small office, 
It was about a mid-sized company. And unfortunately, I succumbed to some office politics. I know a lot of times people like to, when jobs don't work out, they like to blame other people. But in this instance, I, I have done so much reflecting and pondering and thinking about this situation. And there are things that I could have done differently. You know, you look back and you think, well, if I had just done this differently. But ultimately, for a period of three months, this company started finding ways to position things to fire me. It was small office politics. A person that I was working with at the time and I did not get along. And they fired me. And that was probably one of the lowest points in my life that I had experienced at the time. Because you can always go lower. But at the time, it was a low point. It really really affected me. You know, here was this thing that I had had worked for and I got it and I was really proud and I, I wanted to be there and my intention was to be there and work you know, until I was done. I wanted to st- I wanted that to be my career. I wanted that to at least be a major stepping stone towards my career. I had picked something that I wanted to do and I was going after it, but unfortunately, I was let go. I had previously been told from management and from many people of how great of a job I was doing and how, how I was getting it and how things were going really well and I got along with most of everybody, but there was just that one person that I could not get along with. And honestly, I had been set up from the very beginning, the very first day I was hired, I was was made to think that this particular person was an awful human being and that I needed to stay away from this person. So that seed was planted in my mind from the beginning and maybe I, I could have handled it differently, but she and I just did not get along. And it turns out she was kind of a nasty person not my kind of person, but it was somebody that I had to work with on a daily basis. And she was somebody that had quite a bit of control and say in the company because she kind of had them by those financial balls. She did. And I'm not trying to sit here and talk ill of anybody. I'll just say that I could have handled it differently myself. I could have done things a bit differently and maybe there would have been a different outcome and I'll just leave it at that. But it was, at the time, a real, real hard letdown at the time. I had been let go, and there wasn't anything I could do about it, because there wasn't really technically anything that I had done or done wrong. There was no way to fight it. Just, it was done. And for the first time in my life, I had to seek unemployment, because I had a family, I had a wife and a child at home. I had pursued something that I wanted and it just didn't work out. And it was hard. It was really hard. I didn't have any clue what direction it was that I wanted to go. I had no idea. No clue. So I just decided that I would take the first job that I would get. I would look around, I'd find the first thing that I could get, and I would just jump on it, and I'd say, you know what, that'll just be what I need to get me through until I could decide what it is that I want to do, and then this would just sort of be a little bit of a safety net to give me that time. So I jumped on the first job I found, it was a retail job, I had just gotten out of retail from a previous 
eight years that I had spent at this other place. Well, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do this retail job that I found, and I'm just going to do it, and it's going to be a little safe place while I look. I got in there, and I started to kind of like it. It wasn't too bad. I was a manager there. It seemed to be working out. It was going well. But there was just something about the company in and of itself that I just didn't agree with their their general values and, and how they acted towards customers and how they were. They just... It was just sort of this vibe that did not connect or resonate me, resonate with me at all. It just seemed like a lot of really fake people. Not all of them. Not all of them. There was some real people that worked there. But some of the ones making the decisions and some of the people that were high up above me at the time, not all of them, but some of them just seemed so, so fake. And I couldn't handle it because I, 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 that is just not me. I'm not a fake person I'm not, and I don't fake things very well. And if I don't like things, if I'm in a situation that I, eh, you know, it's just impossible for me to pretend. Then it was very clear after a while that this job, this safe job, this stepping stone, this safe place, this little safety net was something that I just despised. And my work suffered. Whenever you don't love something and you don't like something, it manifests in everything that you do, in your attitude, in your body language, in your facial expressions, in the outcome, in what you're doing, in your success. It shows. And it did. My performance was not good. My performance could have been great. I had every ability. I had every chance. I could have done very well. But... I didn't, because I didn't care. I knew it was going to be that stepping stone. I knew it was going to lead to something better, and this was just that little that little rest along the way to get me through. But I ended up being fired from that job. My second job in two years, I had been let go. And this time, it was because of me. It was my attitude. I was a terrible employee. I wasn't disrespectful to people. I I wasn't rude to people. I did my job. I showed up and I worked hard. Don't get me wrong. I've always been, even when I was young, have been a hard worker. But my attitude, my not caring, it was obvious. It showed. It was obvious. And I don't blame them one bit for making the decision to let me go. Had I been in their shoes, I would have done the same thing. Because there's been people where where I work at now that I've seen them. Those people that just don't care. And those are the people that typically don't stay around long. Whether they're let go or, or they make the decision to leave themselves because they know they're doing something that they don't love and they don't care about. And it was another low point. I tell you, it hurt. Because I had done just what I spoke about earlier. I had made the decision to take a little safe thing, something that I wasn't passionate about, that I didn't care about, just a safe little spot, this practical move, and it didn't work out. I hated being there. I didn't enjoy, when I first got hired on, it wasn't so bad, but it didn't take long for me to realize this was not 
what I was meant to do. This was not something that I cared about. And eventually I just grew to really dislike the place. Especially retail. The whole retail environment, I, I couldn't wait to get out of it. I had finally gotten out of it and then I had put myself back in it as much as I hated it so much. After eight years, it really just sort of sucked the life out of me, and I had said to myself I was never going back. I'll tell you, there were some great memories in retail, don't get me wrong. There were some wonderful people that I worked with and that I met, some people that I still speak to to this day, and people that I care about deeply. But I had found myself needing to go back in this move of practicality which was really just my fear masquerading as practicality so I had made this move and it didn't work out and that happens whenever you settle for things that you don't want and then they don't work out it is just awful so the point is, and the point that Jim Carrey had as well, things may not work out, but if they're not gonna, why not take a chance at doing something that you love? I'm telling you to go after what it is that you want out of life and something that you love and you going after your passions and if they don't work out, at least you know you tried. But you know what you do, you just doesn't work out and you fall down and you pick yourself back up and you do it again. You learn. You say, this didn't work doing it this way, so I'm going to go at it from this direction. This angle didn't work out, I'm going to go at it from this angle. So many decisions that we make out of life are out of fear. And we pretend and we, we act like it's something else and maybe you're, maybe it's unconscious. There were a lot of decisions that I made out of fear, and I wasn't really consciously aware that that was the reason. I wasn't really consciously aware that it was a fear-based decision. But it was after some real reflection I realized, you know what, I was afraid. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid at what other people would say in the face of that failure so many things that I just didn't start because I was scared then you just got to get to the point where you realize that fear is not real it is a preconceived notion of what you think is going to happen what you think the future is going to hold you think that it's not going to work out you have all of these worst case scenario pictures painted in your mind and you, you think you know how it's going to be before you've even started and you just know how these people are going to react when you tell them but eventually I needed to do myself a favor and you may need to do that in your own lives when you get to the point when you realize it doesn't matter what other people say what their opinions are the naysayers the negative Nancys the people that are going to try to talk you out of your dreams and your goals they will be there and you just have to say fuck it 
Let's do it anyways. What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. You just have some time, maybe a little bit of investment, maybe a little of embarrassment. Who knows? There's no way to know. But if there's something that you love and you're passionate about and you care about, something that makes you happy, something you love to put yourself into, maybe it's something that, you know, it's not something that you can monetize. Maybe you need to have that other job to pay your bills, but you also want to do this other thing on the side because it makes you happy. There's nothing wrong with that too. If your goal is to just do something because it's a hobby and you love it, then you're not going to be so worried about what other people think. You're doing it for fun. And if there's something that you want to pursue and you're doing a job that you hate and it's just this job and you and you don't like it, what is it that you love? What is it that you're passionate about? But anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Have a good day. Hug your loved ones. Be good to each other. And let's just get after this thing.